Welcome and thanks for stopping by. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to our podcast on one of your favorite platforms, I'm glad you're here. At this time, I would like to thank our partners and sponsors for their dedication to helping the show to grow. We cannot do what we do without their help. the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. Today, I have Ronnie Travis. Ronnie, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Kevin. I'm excited to be here. All right. This is kind of take two, but uh, I'm in Florida and you're out in what? Washington State? I am actually in BC, Canada. So oh, you're I in am Canada. on the West Coast, but yeah, I'm I'm way up there. <laughs> you're way? I, that's right. I, when I saw your thing, it said, it said something, and I can't remember what it was. I have to look at it, but it said something Washington. So yeah, it wasn't giving me the option. To, I don't know if it was my computer glitching, but it wasn't giving me the option to pick a province in Canada. So I was like, "Well, this is the closest we're going to get." Okay, well, that might be something I have to uh, fix. I wrote the, uh, or actually, I had a professional company write it, and then I've updated it. So you know, the first person I've done outside the United States. Uh, I know somebody wants to do an interview from Australia. So that would be interesting. Oh, cool. Another friend of yeah. mine from Israel. So he wants to do an interview, but he travels in the United States. So I'll probably catch him when he's here. So, so I'm glad that you came and we got it connected. And what, tell me about Ronnie, where she came from, where, you know, the story of Ronnie, the story of Ronnie sounds like a book. So yeah. So I grew up in a small town in Ontario. Uh, okay. My parents and my family actually own a campground. So oh. they bought it when I think I was about five or six. I can't remember. Um, okay. But I grew up running a family business, right? Working in the store, delivering wood. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I went to school. I came home. I helped my parents work. And then um, by the age of about 12, I decided I didn't want to work for my parents anymore. I wanted a real right. job. So I <laughs> went to... Uh, the restaurant down the street and I got a job there and uh, okay. my mom tells me I came home from school or from work that day and I was like man why did I want to get a real job <laughs> but I've been working ever since um, okay and just like you know real small town kind of girl I grew up playing hockey playing sports and that was kind of what got me into fitness and health was okay. it just has always been my outlet Right. Okay. I love the team atmosphere. I love doing things with other people and I loved motivating people. Right. Like I was mm -hmm. the captain of my hockey team and just mm. I've always been kind of a leader and inspirational type of person. Um, okay. And, you know, by grade 12, when they're telling you pick a school, decide what to do with your life. I mm -hmm. went off to university and I thought I would get a bachelor of arts degree because that's what we were told okay. to do. Right. You're told to yeah. go on and get a good education. 
and I hated it. I, I hated it. I didn't want anything to do with it. And, um, Okay. A friend of mine was in the fitness and health promotion program and, you know, he's just like, you know what? I really think you would enjoy it. So I went, I checked out the school and I got to meet some of the teachers and okay. it was really scary because, you know, I was at the university my mom was at and I was like doing what she was doing. And it was like that pressure to, you know, go to university and like get a higher education. And I mean, okay. not that there's anything wrong with college, but amongst my friends, it was like, you know, like in, in Canada, college is different than university. Like it's two different things. Like colleges tends to be shorter and things like that. And, but I was like, you know what, this isn't what I want to do. And that was kind of the first decision I made that went against the norm of like, mm -hmm. you know, going against the grain and kind of doing what I wanted to do. Um, but that was, oh gosh, 10 years ago, I guess that I went to school now and okay. kind of brought me to where I am now and kind of started my whole journey and what I've been doing. But it mm -hmm. was, um, like I said, it's growing up, it was a lot of, I, I just think small town vibes, but uh, mm -hmm. very different with running a family business, you know, and it's funny, my brother and I joke because uh, growing up, like we didn't like it, right? Obviously, like normal kids came home from school and they got to watch TV. They got to do nothing yeah. and we had to work. Um, but now I look back and I'm really appreciative, right? Like mm -hmm. I feel like my work ethic, my responsibility and the person I am today has totally come from, you know, all those lessons I learned that I didn't want to when I was younger. Right. Right. Uh, one of the things I have to ask this question, because it was a many years ago, does your parents still own that campground or has it been, so or is it? They do oh, actually. Um, do? It was supposed to be a five year plan and it right. has rolled into like a 20 something year plan now. <laughs> okay. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious because I'm, I'm in the process in the next year or so, you know, like a 40 foot diesel pusher bus. So oh, I said, cool. oh, I, you know, I know somebody because uh, I've got other people in Washington State. So, so I'm not have to look exactly where, where you're located and kind of other people because I was saying in Washington State, but now if you're up in Canada, all I know about Canada is the, um, what is it? Not Quebec because that's another part of Canada. Um, Vancouver. Cuba? Yeah. Uh, New so, England was like Vancouver, you know, but, <laughs> but it's Vancouver, Vancouver right? Actually, yeah, Vancouver. And it's actually very close to where I live. Um, okay. So it's, I say very close as in Canada is large and we're in the right. same province. Uh, so right. Vancouver is about four or five hours from me. But um, oh, well, that's not that I actually close. grew up on the east. So I actually grew up just north of Toronto. Toronto, um, yeah, I've been there. But uh, but yeah, so Vancouver is very close to me and it's yeah. Vancouver is beautiful. Yeah. Well, Vancouver is the, uh, I call it the Hollywood of Canada. Uh, <laughs> a lot of shows from CW, The Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, all those shows were all filmed. A lot of things are filmed in Vancouver. That's why I say it's, it's, it's the Hollywood of, Cal of Canada. You know, it, it it's totally like Georgia is. and, and you, have Florida, you have California, you have Florida, not Florida, but more Georgia does a lot of um, shows now. Uh, you got Texas that does the, sh the show they called The Chosen. They're out of Texas, so you got a lot more people other than Hollywood. So, so, it, so interesting. I've always said I've always I joke about Canada. I, you know, I when I was younger, I was kind of prejudiced. I didn't like Canadians. I, I, I always tell this story, and I, I said I apologize because I found out later after doing a somewhat research. Um, I thought I was French Irish, but I am actually Canadian French. <laughs> I'm actually half, I have a Canadian blood in me and I have Indian, but I don't know what type. I, and so I do an interest and, and a search. I don't know yeah. all the details, but yeah, I'm from Canada. 
my grandparents came from Canada. And, well, and I was, it's funny, you know, it's, I don't know what go. part I have, no, probably the East Coast of, of Canada, most likely, because yeah. I live on the, I was born and in, in, on the West East Coast of Massachusetts or, or Central Massachusetts. But so, yeah. So what was it like growing up in, in Canada? I mean, other than you working and stuff like that, and what was it like? Um, honestly, it was great. Like it was yeah. very fun. We are lucky enough that we have all four seasons, right? So, you know, we okay. play up, go out playing in the snow. It's, uh, I look uh, back and I, I joke a lot of the things I grew up doing are very stereotypical Canadian. Like, you know, my dad right. always built a skating rink in our backyard and, uh -huh. you know, we got to do that, all those types of things. And like, due to having the campground, we actually had a lot of fun because we had mm -hmm. all of these trails. We got to, you know, once I got old enough to have parties, oh, wow. I had parties and like we would go snowmobiling and sledding and dirt biking. Uh, and like we got to do a like lot fun. of, it honestly, yeah. it was a lot of fun. And I was lucky enough that uh, my grandparents actually owned a place in Florida, um, okay. right, right near Pebble, I think it's Pebble Beach, or my, near Daytona. No. Okay, Daytona, that's not, that's not far for me. Pebble, for my okay. I don't know. I've not heard of Pebble Beach. I mean, I think, I've heard of Palm, Palm Beach. I've heard of, but yeah, not I think Pebble I'm confusing Beach. it with something else now. But Pe they were because that's California. There's a there's a Pebble Beach. I think in California. Yes. Um, yeah. But we were very lucky that you know we got to go to Florida a couple times and okay. like do things like that too. So cool. we were lucky enough to kind of travel. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. like there are a lot of stereotypes about Canadians that are very true. Like I said earlier, I grew up playing hockey and all of right. That's the biggest things. one right there that I can think of. Everybody talks about two things. Yeah. Everybody in Canada plays hockey and everybody in Canada says A. Both of those are very true. I yes. I will probably end up saying it at some point during this. So interview. far, I haven't heard um, it from you, but it's it's so. that, that's no it's normally the, the typical stereotype of Canadians play hockey and and they say, "Hey, how's it going?" Hey. Eh? Yeah. You know, so I tend I, to I spend a lot of times with Americans online, so I tend to right. say it less and less because every time you say it, they like you know they just they, laugh or do something so it's like <laughs> you right. kind of get away from it well but, I, um, I had i had a boston accent and i came down to florida after living there for 30 years in boston or south or west of boston but i got involved with the youth group and and, it, and the teenagers were terrible every word that i said that wasn't correct from their pronunciation and i always use this as an example is the word regina uh, i always call the regina you know and <laughs> Any word that ends with an A, we add an R, and any word that ends with an R, we drop it. That's how New England was. It's like ka, you yeah. know, and, and badad, you know. It's like no, not badard. Or the biggest one we had is the word idea. We called oh, it idea funny. instead of idea. You yeah. know, it's idea, <laughs> not idea, you know. And and, and then um, uh, the funny one now today is freezer or freezer. You know, it depends on if it's yeah. freezer because it has an R, but New England it's Frieza. So yeah. it's, it, you know, so that's cool. I mean, so you got, growing up, what, what really made you make a decision to get into health? And I mean, I know that you were involved in it in school and stuff like that. Was there anything personal that made you get in that fight mode of like, okay, I want to, uh, were you heavy or, and then you got, you wanted to get lose weight or, or you just so much into athletics the whole, your whole life that it wasn't a major change, but it was just a directional change. Um, it was honestly more so my mental health than anything okay. that kind of led me to that. Um, I like grew up as most girls do very self-conscious, right? Always trying to right. kind of control it and like always trying to lose weight, be smaller, all that type of thing. But 
the more that I started learning about nutrition and exercise mm -hmm. from a place of like, you know, what's actually good for your body and learning to take care of yourself and applying mm -hmm. more of those um, mental health and mindset tools, I okay. started to really feel better. And like my anxiety and like all of those other things were going away, right? Like okay. they were affecting my day-to-day -day life less and less. And finally got to this point where I just like, I felt so good. And mm -hmm. I was like, I just wanted everybody to have it, right? I wanted to bottle it up and give it away if I could. And okay. it just, um, you know, I went through phases where I kind of got out of it for a while. Um, mm -hmm. Like there was a few years where I was working in a gym and I was competing in a fitness competition and then it just became too much and I finally just quit it all, right? I was right. like, this is too much. I don't want to do it. Um, and it's not just that, you know, you stop working out and, you know, maybe you gain a few pounds, but it was, I noticed right. again, my mental health fluctuating. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just always that piece of, I feel better mentally and mm -hmm. as a person when I'm doing this. So yeah, I was never, um, like super overweight or anything like that, right. but I just grew up and like, yeah, I was always active, but it was like, once I realized what it was actually doing for me, like I never mm -hmm. realized the mental health effects that all of this was having. Right. For me. And, uh, that was really what led me to getting into the health side of things was just okay. seeing like, you know, it's not just about weight, right? It was seeing how much better I felt. And like I said, mm -hmm. I just like, once I learned how much it affects your whole life, I was like, okay, I need to learn right. everything I can. I need to share it as much as I can. So, okay. and that's, well, that's cool. You got, you got, you got a passion. And I do realize I, I, cause I know this personally myself is when you are losing weight and getting better, you do feel better mentally. And then as soon as you start gaining weight again, then you kind of go the opposite direction. And that is, First of all, that's an up and down, a roller coaster ride. That's not good mentally either. But okay. it's like something our bodies create. Maybe there's, I mean, you might know more about this than I do. That might be some chemical that just is triggered when you start gaining weight and you're, you just don't feel good. You look in the mirror, you know, and I mean, I know for a fact that I was losing weight. I lost 67 pounds in the last few months. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I can't take cola credit for it. Is I, 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 unfortunately, I'm a class two diabetic and they gave me a new drug that actually one of the side effects was losing weight and but it, it brought my a1c down my good, blood yeah. trigger was down. everything was good but here in america uh, pharmaceutical companies uh, pharmacies uh, a little bit greedy i went from 25 dollars to about 1500 per month so oh my gosh yeah, that's here in the united states and even people uh, I was talking to somebody that we have to go to Canada to get the drugs for Aliquis, which is a blood thinner. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to go to Canada to get it because it's too expensive here. I get it pretty cheap because I've had two blood clots in my life. So once you have blood clots, one was caused by, I don't know, whatever. And the other one was caused by COVID. And, it, it, you know, so now I'm on it for life and, and I pay $10 a month. But if it, it went, if it got too expensive, and forget it. I ain't taking it. I don't care. I'll just take my chance. But you know, exactly, it, yeah. it's a mindset. It's dealing with like so. You so you deal. It sounds like more not just the the physical body, but also the brain. You know, I mean, it, so you're balanced. You know, you balance both of them out with your with your students and stuff like that. I'm assuming you have students or or, or clients or whatever you might want to call them. But you yeah. deal with that. How long have you been doing that? I mean, as a, as as a coach. So I got my first client in 2015, I think, is when I started. Okay. I graduated school 2015, and I started working since then. Um, so 
So yeah, so about eight and a half years, uh, okay. if my math is correct there. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, give me a calculator. Yeah, so, you know, I was like, I, yeah. yeah, you know, exactly. I, but, uh, I, I math in my head, forget it. You know, but that's cool. So about eight or nine and a half years. So that's that's good. So if, if and then you enjoy it, you can tell. I could tell by the personality. If you were my coach, I would enjoy working with you because you're bubbly, you're uh, talkative in a good sense. You know, you're easy to get along with, easy to talk to. Because uh, I, I had a personal trainer back in the early 2000. Um, I had a trainer, a personal trainer at the gym, and I just mostly spent on cardio and stuff like that. But I was from, I think it was like 255 down to 200. So, wow. yeah. yeah. But then the mental thing changed. My mother died, which I was very close mm-hmm. to, and I took care of. And then things went back from there. It went up to back to two, uh, three, actually 325. So it went up mm-hmm. and then now it's down to 266. But, you know, it, you know, weight is, 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 is a hard thing, you know, because it, it comes and goes and, it, you know, in mental, some people, especially with mental things, um, that depression, some people eat when they're depressed. Some people don't eat when they're depressed. And I'm mm-hmm. a type of person that I would eat when I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm not one that don't feel like eating food, you know, yeah, so it's, so exactly. you have to deal with that. So you have, so, so what's the, um, what's the average person that you kind of help out, you know, thinking in that direction right now. So what do you, what do you, what, what is somebody, what, how would you say the typical person who uses your service, what do they like? So for the most part, people who come to me are, they kind of range. Um, I mm-hmm. have moved more to helping people online and that honestly kind of helped happen with COVID um, right. when the gyms shut down, right? Mm-hmm. So my clients were like, hey, Ronnie, like, and that was where the mental health piece came in because they were like, I'm going crazy at home. Like, can you help me? So right. that was when I learned, you know, how to coach people online. And since then, I uh, I tend to have more females, but um, okay. I have one-on-one, I have more male clients. I have a, like a group program for women and then I have male clients monthly. Um, okay. and honestly they range. Like I have some clients in their twenties, some clients in their sixties, and it depends on what they're looking for. But I find that when people come to me, they are, they're sick and tired of doing things the way that they've mm-hmm. been doing them, right? They're tired right. of the diets. They're tired of gaining and losing weight. They're tired of the restrictive and the shame because I like, I like that you kind of picked up on a bit of my attitude there because that's a lot of what I do, right? So with my clients, when we come in, um, I actually just started a, you know, a bit of a summer cleanse, but the thing that I'm doing in this cleanse is it's not like we're coming in, working off what we ate this summer. We're not feeling guilty. We're not restricting ourselves. We're not punishing ourselves. Uh, we focus more on, you know, nourishing our bodies on doing things that are good for us and exercising because we feel Mm -hmm. good. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, like I said, I have a big range of like age, uh, but the most people who come to me, they just are like, you know what? I don't want to diet anymore. I just want to stick with Mm -hmm. it. I want to make it simple and I want to maintain it. And Mm -hmm. it tends to be people who have tried before. And like I said, they've gained weight, lost it again, uh, because the way that I do it again, I don't give you a restricted diet, right? I'm not like, okay, you can only eat this. You're never allowed to eat this. And I've learned that when I do that, people actually maintain it because there's no rules, right? Like Mm -hmm. I give you guidelines. I say, yes, eat more of this, more of this, but people are actually able to maintain it. and. So I find it's easier with people who have already tried a diet before and realize they didn't like it. Um, and those are the people who come to me because they're like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that again. I always have a saying is I feel like diets don't work. What it is, lifestyle changes do. Yes. So, 
you know, it, it's, it's, you know, diet, it's, you try it, you're good while you're on it, you do good, but then you get off it, you lose it. I mean, mm-hmm. even the, when I was telling you earlier about losing, you know, um, you know, 80 something pounds or something like that, you know, I still didn't eat correctly. <laughs> you know, I, I just ate less of it, but I was burning it off. So it didn't really matter. It wasn't, if I had somebody like you, my trainer was great for the, 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 the weights, the, the running, the exercise. But there was no mental, like, say, okay, how's your eating habits? And I always say, I have bad eating habits. I've had it my whole life. You know, I've been on the road for 30-something years and single and, you know, traveling. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I you know, um, I, I just eat out a lot, you know, it's just because it's easier. I, I don't like to make food, you know. I don't like totally. to cook, you know. You know, I mean, my niece is, is a little overweight and stuff, but she loves to cook and she likes to do that. And it comes from her, her mother. Her mother was a a chef type or her brother's a chef you know so like so they like that kind of stuff. i particularly took care less but dealing with the balance of, of of just the physical but also the mental i think that's a great combination so your your clients are lucky to have somebody like yourself so thank you yeah i definitely find it gets people the best results and like i said that was where i noticed i started mm-hmm. changing the most so it okay. uh, it definitely changes it up a bit Okay. I, I don't know why I just came up with this. One of the thoughts, what are some of the things or achievements in your life that you like to share? Some of the things that you have accomplished that you can say, not a girl, you know, it's like, what are some of the things that you've done that you could, you can almost like pat yourself on, on the back saying, Hey, you know, I, I busted my butt. I did this. I worked hard. I got it done. What are some of the things like that? Uh, I don't know why um, that came into question, but it, it did. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good one. I uh, Okay, let me think about that. Well, I guess, honestly, the one thing that I look back and I will say I will never do it again, but that I am okay. very proud of myself for, because again, the dedication and all the things mm-hmm. was when I competed in that fitness competition. So uh, I walked away with a first place and a second place trophy. Okay. And it was my first time ever. And like, I'm one of those people who you tell me what to do and I'll do it. And it was a grueling few months, right? Like right. you ask, uh, you ask my family, you ask my friends, I was not a happy person to be around. Um, but it was one of those things that I wanted to do it to say I did it right. Like mm-hmm. to prove that I had the willpower that I could stick with it and that I could push right. myself that far. And it, okay. uh, was definitely crazy. But, uh, one of the things that I am very proud of myself for. Um, and that, like I said, you know, I have the pretty shiny trophy, all the things, um, but in a totally different aspect, another thing that I'm very proud of is four years ago, I moved across the country and again, being a small, small town girl from Ontario, it was like, I saw myself just staying there. Right. You know, growing up there, having a family, doing what everybody else was doing Mm -hmm. because people don't really leave. Right. People don't leave. And I was lucky enough to kind of get a job that brought me out here. And then I was supposed to learn how to do the job remotely, fly home and do it there. But I spent my summer here and it's just so beautiful. And I just was like, I was never a very spontaneous person, but I was like, I Mm -hmm. have to live here. Like I have to figure it out. And it was crazy because I quit the the, the job that I was supposed to come out here for. I didn't like it. So I quit the job and I drove across the country. I didn't have a place to live. Like I didn't have anything. Like it was very looking back. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. But it, you know, it all worked out with my first two weeks here. I had like, I had three jobs. I actually had to quit one because, you know, I didn't have enough time and like everything kind of fell into place. And it's one of the things that I'm like, I'm so proud of myself for because like mm-hmm. it was terrifying to do, but right. now that I'm here, like I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it okay. at all. 
Um, cool. So it's nice yeah. to like where you live. I know I'm not a uh, Florida fan. I've never really liked the humidity. I, the, when it's cool, it's nice. I like it, but I'm not. I, I my running joke every time I do a podcast, I talk about I was I was moving to Tennessee, and when I was flying here, I missed and I landed in Florida. <laughs> Uh, eventually I'm, and someone gave me a term, which is, I never heard of is uh, he's got, I, because I went from Massachusetts to Florida and then I'm moving back to Tennessee part time. So he calls me, they're called halfbacks because they move half back to where they're, they were came from. So, That's um, funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, most people like come to Florida in, in the winter time, which I'll still do because it's cooler. But once I get my bus, I will, I want property in like North Carolina because I'm going to travel. I want to be able to do interviews all over the country and I'm going to get a map yeah. on my wall in my office. I'll start, I'll build every time I do an interview with somebody, whether it's on the computer or in person, just put a pin and like say, okay. And then later on, I'll start planning my trips, like I'll go up and down the maps and, and get to interview people because computers are nice. And we talked about this, especially with mental, I mean, uh, you can deal with people mentally, you know, mental fitness and all that kind of stuff by a computer. I mean, you can coach people and stuff like that, but it's still that personal one-on-one -on -one contact. It's uh, we kind of yeah. lost it. COVID kind of really made us do what we do. I mean, mm -hmm. I actually took, I mean, I, I didn't really get into this kind of video interviews until later, but I mean, a lot of people did. I mean, they use Zoom calls and stuff like that. You know, it's just, it became very popular. Uh, to me, it's travel-wise. I mean, for me to drive from Florida to your place to do one interview, it's a long way in a very expensive way. You know, yeah. I mean, later on, I can start pinning stuff and then do a multi-interviews. because it, Just because we do one interview, I mean, I always like to do follow-ups. I got a buddy of mine in Pennsylvania. He was in Florida. We did an interview with, with him and his wife. Mm -hmm. I just did an interview with him on the computer, but he's in Pennsylvania. But eventually, I'm going to go up there and drive. He has a five and a half acres of a farmland. So I can park my bus yeah. in his front yard. Nice. He says I can park many buses in his front yard. That's how big it is. He's renting, perfect. but it, it, it's so it's perfect. So I always look at that. Uh, I have people in Branson, Missouri um, that I'm going to go visit. And um, I have one friend in Alaska. I don't know if I'll, I'll you know, but if I go up to Washington and California, maybe I'll work my way up to Alaska one time. But I like to yeah. do that. It just takes time and it takes money. But the neat thing about like what you're talking about working remotely is we can do, I mean, like I said, where I'm in Florida, you're in Canada, it, you know, it's, it's, we're communicating like you're in the yeah. next room over. So it's, it's great. And, and I like it. So yeah. um, I know today's would, would not be a super long interview. We're just basically just get to know, you know, what's going on with your life and stuff like that. What would you like to say to somebody that's maybe struggling with, um, you know, maybe their weight or their, you know, they're mentally, you know, this, uh, not in disorder, but, you know, they're kind of like kind of depressed or a little bit like that. What would you say to them if I was talking to you as a client and I was saying, OK, I'm overweight and I'm not really feel I don't really feel like doing anything, blah, blah, blah. What would you say to them? So the biggest thing that I'd want to say is two things that always go overlooked. And the first one is start small. Right. Okay. Whenever people are starting, they think that they need to work out seven days a week and eat perfectly and like do a whole lifestyle overhaul, which mm -hmm. like we were talking about at the beginning. Yes, it is a lifestyle change, but you don't need to change everything at once. Right. You get mm -hmm. to start small, start adding more water, start adding more vegetables, start going for like a five to 10 minute walk a day. And the next step is every step counts. I think okay. in fitness, people are so quick to notice all the things they didn't do. 
right? Mm-hmm. They, you hear it all the time. People are like, oh, I'm so good with my diet until after dinner. And then I just lose it. Right? right. Or people who are say, oh, I was doing so good with my workouts and then I missed one. So then I just stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. But when we go the other way and we focus on every step counts, right? So, okay, I didn't get all my workouts in this week, but I still got two in. Right. Mm-hmm. And same thing with my nutrition. Like, okay, I wasn't perfect, but I ate more vegetables this week. I drank more water. I, you know, I had more healthy meals. When mm-hmm. we learn to do that, it does a few things. One, it's more motivating. Right. It's easier to keep going when we're positively reinforcing ourselves along the way. But also what this does is this helps us to train the way we talk to ourselves differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is a big part of the mental health thing. Like when I was struggling with my mental health, I was always focusing on the lack, right? On what Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing, on where I wasn't, on, you know, if I lost five pounds, well, I still had, you know, 10 to go and on, you know, never being good enough. But when we can focus Mm -hmm. on, the small steps. And I think sometimes people just need permission to start small. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people always think that they need to have the perfect diet and the perfect routine to start. And that could Mm -hmm. not be farther from the truth. You know, like I think sometimes they just need that permission to know that, okay, if all I do today is go for a 10 minute walk, that's enough. Right. Mm -hmm. If all I do today is eat a salad with my lunch, that's enough. And I think what people don't realize is that, you know, when you have a lot of I mean, either a lot of weight to lose, or you feel like you're so far gone mentally, the smallest mm. things make the biggest difference, mm. right? And it's like physically and mentally, right? When you're trying to lose weight and you hear it all the time, especially with men, right? I'll have cl- like clients and their husbands trying to lose weight and the women are, you know, really watching what they eat and, you know, working out and like all their husbands do are cut out beer and do the workouts with them. And they lose like 20 pounds in their first month, right? right. Um, but like with women, I find it's just takes, it, sometimes it takes a little bit longer because of our hormones. Mm-hmm. But if you stay consistent, that's all that matters. Like what I focus mm-hmm. on with my clients is it's on allowing for imperfect consistency, right? Okay. People tend to be perfect inconsistently, but if we can right. focus on imperfect consistency, that's when you're going to maintain it. So okay. yeah, if you're, if you're struggling, just know that, you know, start small and every step counts and tell yourself that every single day, right? If you positively reinforce that, you'll start to believe it and it won't feel so right. overwhelming. Well, there's four things that popped in my mind. It's the old, and it's funny you're dealing with food. The expression is how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Exactly. Okay. I use that saying a lot, actually. <laughs> the yeah. second thing that popped in my mind is is the journey a long journey it starts with the first step you know yeah. how do you, you know and, and then they also the other things that come two other things that popped in my mind is what happens if you fall off your bike or your horse you get right back on it again you just exactly. you dust yourself up you turn yourself around friends of mine used to have a song like that you know, like, you know about dusting themselves off and turning themselves around but yeah usually if you fall off the horse you just jump back on it again and then just continue um I mean, I've never been an alcoholic, but that's if you go off, you know, you you go back to drinking again. You just okay, let's start all over again and just continue the path. So that's pretty cool. So uh, and wrapping up here a little bit, how because you do virtual stuff too and also physical stuff too, uh, virtually. How do people get a hold of you if somebody wanted to know more about what you do and 
stuff like that. So I am all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I also have a, a free Facebook group. So, um, and I, yeah, I sent you the link for that. Yeah. So the Facebook group has tips and inspiration and like tons of just trainings and things. So it is a great free resource if you are just looking for a group to kind of learn a little bit more and mm -hmm. get started on your journey. Um, but other than that, like I said, my social media, I am very active on uh, like Facebook and um, TikTok, Instagram, all of the things. And yeah. if you are looking to learn more about it, um, all of now, my links are on those pages. So if you want to okay. book a call with me or anything like that, you can do that through those as well. That's cool. Now I have to ask this because social media, uh, do you do anything with YouTube? I have, don't yet. I did YouTube a while ago and then... Right. Um, Lately, I've been trying to focus on building Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and you know, there's TikTok so many. Is the big TikTok with the younger people, or Facebook was so yesterday, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Instagram is becoming yesterday, but TikTok is the way. And I see a lot of people dealing with even I in the Millennium Beat is I had an account on my personal account. I used to call myself a TikTok judge. I would sit there and watch you and say, "Nope, next. Okay, you get a heart. <laughs> nope." Next. Okay. You get a heart. Okay. You get a follow because you, you have some good information. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a TikTok judge, but I, as what happens with this program that we're using right now to do this recording, anything good, it will give me clips and with it, it will title them too. And it will go through. Cool. It's all robotic. It's all AI and it will make me little clips. And I will, I'll, not today because I have a schedule I'm pretty booked, but tomorrow I will go through the schedule and I'll look for some of those things. And I will add it to my TikTok channel. It will be, um, it's just a snippet of one of the best clips of, out of our conversation. So, but, really um, cool. Ronnie, I just like to thank you very much. It, it was great to meet you and talk to you a little bit about what's going on in your life and, and, and stuff like that. And everybody else, uh, check her out, check out her Facebook page and, and stuff like that. If any questions, reach out to her, especially if it's dealing with mental health and dealing with your weight or you know, stuff like that. So. But, uh, Ronnie, again, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. I had a great time, and I look uh, forward to learning more about you in Florida as well. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's good. Well, everybody else, you've been uh, watching the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm glad you stopped in. Tune in next week for some more guests or topic shows. So, everybody, take care, and we'll see you soon. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. Views and opinions of the guests are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. Check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok, at The Millennium Beat. Or on Twitter, at Millennium underscore Beat. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world, go to our website for more information. You can go to TheMillenniumBeat.com or TMB2000.net. Your financial support is greatly appreciated. We couldn't do all we do without your support. The Millennium Beat just updated our website from the ground up. Check it out at themillenniumbeat.com or you can get there by using millenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net where you'll be redirected to themillenniumbeat.com's homepage. 
I want to thank Mass Inbound for their awesome work on our website. If you're looking for somebody to build your site, I recommend them. You can reach them at massinbound.com. That is M-A-S-S-I-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. These are some of the things that you can find on our website. Homepage. You can watch our latest YouTube video or listen to our audio podcast. Also listed are some of the platforms our audio podcast is on. You'll find out when the next podcast will air and who the guests will be. On the top right, you'll find two red buttons, Learn How to Help and Become a Guest. Under Learn How to Help, you can become a partner, sponsor, contributor, or contribute to the future Millennium Bus. You can give one time or monthly recurring. The choice is yours. The other button is Be a Guest. Click it, go to the form, and fill it out, and we will get back to you. We would love to hear your story. Click the About Us drop-down where you'll find stats, where we are reaching people, and to find more information on our sponsors. Click on the Podcast drop-down, then click on the Calendar tab where it will tell you when the shows will air and who will be on them. Or if you need to know about any meetups of the Millennium Beat staff, partners, or listeners. Also, there might be on the calendar an event at which the Millennium Beat staff will be at. Click the Guest tab for all previous guests, links to their website, social media pages, and any store they might have. Click the Forms drop-down. There you'll find a release, be a guest, or become a sponsor form. Music